0: What's up, everybody? This is Chris Kane here with the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. I'm here with my girl, Michelle, today. Michelle, say hey to the people.
1: Hey, people, what's up?
0: So, Michelle doesn't have a specific issue, which makes her a difficult podcast person, but we're going to figure it out. Uh, Michelle is single, and we're going to try to review her dating history and her current state of affairs to figure out why she can't find a man. Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sam, I can find a man. Okay, tell the people, don't I, tell okay, me. I can find a man. I just haven't found the right one
0: Okay. right now. What are you looking for in a man, Michelle?
1: Uh, he has to be ambitious for sure. He needs to be attractive. <laughs> 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 and my list is going to go, so this is a difficult thing to just, like, let okay. us stop.
0: Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: He needs to be family-oriented, too, compassionate and, like, aware of what's going on
0: aware of what's going on like in the world like or in with the his family world, okay
1: with people care about other people but he needs to be fun well-rounded you know there's a long list here
0: what's your what's your visual requirements i know you have like a, a checklist on how you look
1: um probably athletic and just like a nice face good smile taller than me but probably closer to six
0: <laughs> what else no, this is this is your list. Don't ask me what else. We're trying to figure out exactly hmm. what
1: oh, this checklist. Oh, he check needs to look. dress well. I think that's important.
0: Like like suited and booted, like the ties and that kind of thing, well, or just like can match. He also
1: have his own like, you know, he can have his own style too. But he has to have some swag, you know, like some confidence that should carry out in his speech, like in his dress, the way he carries himself.
0: So if a guy's like, hey hey. M- m- m-. Michelle, yeah,
1: that's you're cute. Work. You're like, ah,
0: it's going to be a no. It's going to be a no.
1: Thank you, bye.
0: Okay, <laughs> bye. And then, <laughs> and then you walk off. That's it. What? You said I said, like, that wasn't a lot of stuff. That was like a scroll worth of information. Um, okay, so of those things that you mentioned, what's your deal breakers if they don't have them? Because, like, let's be real. You just named, like, 20 things, right? So the idea that they're going to hit all 20 on the head is unreasonable. So... Of those 20, what can you be like, all right, he don't got to be that swagged out or, you know, like, like what, what is it that you can live without?
1: Okay. Well, we live in a visual world. So I'm going to say if I don't, if I'm not initially attracted to him, to his confidence or his appearance, then I probably won't ever figure out if he's ambitious or if he's family oriented or if he's compassionate.
0: So, so you saying? I, I
1: can say I'm superficial I was in that say, sense. It sounds like some shallow
0: shit. If I look at you and be like, "Nah," then I don't care if you're like, "Yo, I got a Fortune 500 company." Yeah, but I'm just not feeling. The, but the, I'm this, not the blind. Right Well, no one. Is. Well, some people are, but <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: I'm saying, like you know, I meet people through my interactions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe online dating, which I don't really do.
0: So you say you don't really do, which means you've tried it.
1: Well, I'm on how did it go? right now. Oh, jeez. But I, I literally have not gone out with anyone on Bumble.
0: Is because their profile? Well, I, I I never done an online dating thing at all, so I don't know how all of it works exactly. I imagine they have to have a profile where they set up who they are, and then that matches with what you lo- you're looking for, right? Is that more or less what it is?
1: Something like that. It's like similar to Tinder where you, like, swipe left and right, but the woman initiates the conversation.
0: Oh, Sounds like some controlling stuff. Let's talk. Let's go deeper, Michelle. <laughs> so the guys who've hit you up so far, I, the people at home can't see you, but Michelle's cute, whatever. I don't want to talk about it too much. Okay. Um, you're, good, you're a good enough looking girl that you're not, you're not, not getting approached, right? So it's not like you're, you're a hot commodity. Let's put it that way. So if you're online, I imagine you put the best picture of yourself, which would make you an even hotter commodity. So what kind of dudes have like come across your Bumble profile so far.
1: I honestly don't I that's hard to describe. Like Bumble has a lot of white guys on there.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> that's never good.
1: <laughs> but there's like all different kinds and it's weird being in LA because half of them I think are actors or are interested in the in the industry in some sense. So mm-hmm.
0: is that a deal breaker there, for you?
1: Well, a little bit in the sense that I think that that's their priority in a different way than other people who have different careers and diff- are in different industries because the f- entertainment industry is on a different time than like education, like that I work in. Sure. So, or bit regular business hours, you know, and part of their job is to just look good, and I'm always worried that they're not like real people. <laughs> they're that's just a real like, concern. Yeah all of the
0: side. So you think, all right. so, first of all, a lot lot of people who listen aren't in L.A., so maybe they don't get the fullness of that statement. But, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not an actor, so I'm not even going to like a lot of people. But I do comedy every month or so, whenever I decide to get on stage. And the shows are like from 8 till, you know, it could be 2, 3 in the morning, whatever. And let's say you had a night off. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Hey, I'm off Fridays." Like, oh, baby, I gotta, I gotta set at a comedy store. All right, cool. When are you getting on stage? Between nine and twelve. But when I'm over, baby, I'm coming over to see you. Like that's the kind of stuff that, that right. throws you.
1: Yeah, stuff like that, or just you know, or not ha- it not having jobs consistently. Sure. Like, I want. I mean, you have. If you're gonna be in a relationship with someone, you should be with them. When they're being, when they're successful, when they're not, or when there's, you know, some slow moments, so
0: that's difficult too. So I'm gonna ask you this question because this is a question that girls don't want to really, um, they don't want to talk about. Um, how much struggle are you willing to put in for in a relationship? Meaning, if the guy was in between work or gigs or jobs or what have you, how long are you willing to be in there before you're like?
1: I'm going to just be honest and say I'm very impatient. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the truth. I mean, I'm I'm with, like, with my really close friends and family, Mm. but those are people who we've already grown together, like, we've supported each other through a lot of stuff. So in those relationships, I got you. Like, it doesn't matter, and I'll be supportive no matter what, and I'll, you know, I'll be there for you. But with people that are new in my life, I have little patience. Well, so he's, like,
0: hey. he's like, hey, I got an audition next week. He's like, next week? <laughs> I need you to have an audition tonight. It's like, I don't have one. I'm sorry, this isn't going to work out.
1: <laughs> okay, not in a week, but come on. <laughs> well, I don't know.
0: You said very impatient. Impatient already means you don't got no tolerance for nothing. Well,
1: maybe, I guess, if someone's not working, then maybe I maybe I wouldn't even talk to them. I don't
0: know. So what do you do for a living? All right, here, all right so here's the thing. Uh, the, the thing about my job is, uh, you he's like, okay, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> But you're cute, though, but it's going to be a no. <laughs> I have a, I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, and I believe it to be true, just the way I kind of live my life. I believe that most people are undateable, like a majority of people, actually. At least 70% of people are undateable, meaning that they may want to be with somebody, and maybe they have a look or whatever to be with somebody, but they're not... The whole package isn't together. Like, they have the look, but they have the insecurities, or... They have the want, but not the finances or, you know, that kind of thing. Or their standards don't match where they are. Right. And so it's like, I just want to like, so you're an attractive, accomplished woman. But let's say you were, let's say you were a bum bitch, right? That, those women exist. <laughs> and I'm just saying, that's, and if you get offended by this, you might be what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's say you're a woman who falls oh, in the category. Bitch. Bum bitches, are, they all over the place. They'll get you. But, <laughs> I'm
1: picturing people right now.
0: You know a few of them. It's like, <laughs> hey, Duran. Look at this bum bitch. Come like look, <laughs> look at it. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> let's say you're a bum bitch and you're in between jobs and you are like an Instagram, whatever. But in real life, you don't really right. have any. There's nothing. There's no, there's no substance to you. But you're like, I got to have a man that lives in Beverly Hills. This, this, this. I'm like, hold up. You're a bum bitch. How dare you?
1: Right. I can't stand that
0: either. How dare you make demands when you don't have a job? <laughs> yeah, I can't
1: stand that either. And trust me, I'm like always on like woman power and all that. That that shit doesn't make sense to me at all.
0: Oh, it makes sense. Like everybody <laughs> want like, I want to get. I want some, some old lady to scoop me up <laughs> and like a and like a a deuce and a quarter and drive me around town. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish it was that easy for me.
0: All right. So now I'm gonna say something that it's that easy. If you wanted that to be what your life is. Yeah. But that's not actually what you want from your life.
1: No, that's not what, what I want from my right. life. I so, don't want to. So you
0: can't say I want it to be that easy and then be like, all right, here it is. No, I don't want that anymore.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying I wish I had those intentions or desires for my go. life to be that easy.
0: Right. But the fact that you don't want your life to be easy, it, it phases between your dating life and then your real job life because you're ambitious at work and you want I guess, an ambitious dude, and you're also ambitious about who you date. You're not going to just date some dude because he asked you to, right? And so you have those standards. This is another question, and I don't believe this to be true, but I have to ask. Do you think your expectations are unreasonable for someone you date? Or or maybe too lofty for somebody to attain, right? Like that gauntlet you want them to go through to get you. No, I don't
1: think so, but I think maybe for guys my age so i'm only 26 going to be 27 soon and maybe i want someone who's more established and i really haven't dated anyone to like a lot older than me so
0: you want you want an old cat to pull now, up
1: but i don't i want someone to be i want <laughs> to like build something with my partner
0: so it sounds like The traits you desire are more prevalent in old people, but you want a young guy who has them.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You want
0: a 27-year-old with the swag of a (laughs) 42-year-old.
1: Or the confidence and, like, the life lessons of someone who's older. Someone who's, like... Because guys my age are insecure. I would say that they are. They're insecure...
0: Insecurity. All right, ex- el- go deeper. Elaborate on the insecurity. Give me like give me an example of what you mean when you say that. I know what insecurity means, but
1: like they don't know how to they don't know how to communicate. They don't necessarily know what they want either, in in a lot of ways.
0: It sounds like you have a story attached to this, so let's <laughs> go, let's go with that. Let's go with whatever example you're citing in your head, because I assume you have one. Let's um let's let's talk through that for a second, so people can know more or less the lames you talk to.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, what do you want me to share? What,
0: whatever whatever the last guy you were talking to your age who didn't communicate what he wanted well enough or who was immature or insecure in your opinion. You're not making a blanket statement. This isn't like conjecture. This is contextual. So right. I don't know the context of the insecure <laughs> guy.
1: OK, well, my ex, who I knew in college we were friends, um, we both graduated, stayed friends, went to grad school, and went our separate ways, but still kind of kept contact with each other, um, and we both, after like three years, ended up being in LA, When actually, he's in San Diego, but we got back together, or we got together, and um, started dating because we realized we both really cared about each other, um, but when I say he doesn't really know what he wants we both stated at the beginning that we were going to make like a long distance even though San Diego and LA are close um, relationship work and I think even with the communication of that he didn't understand like what a commitment to a long distance relationship would mean or he wasn't prepared to like make those changes even though at the beginning when he was so excited like it you know he was willing to say those things or do those things but he wasn't able to follow through
0: interesting so you think that's an insecurity or immaturity thing or
1: i think part of it is an immaturity Mm. because he's never been in a serious relationship before have you uh yeah i was in a relationship before him yeah that i would say is more serious
0: Okay, so you have so you had the experience of dating on your side. No, yeah. uh, And he didn't have that experience. So when you guys went into this agreement, you think his lack of experience is what actually led to your undoing. Obviously, there's other factors, right? The immaturity and all that stuff, but...
1: Well, I and also say immaturity because guys that I've dated, at least, are heavily influenced by their boys.
0: you got to have a crew with you.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I get <laughs> that, but... He was, like, I remember one weekend we, like, had a great weekend. He posted, like, three pictures, which, like, doesn't make sense to me when I talk about it now. But he posted three pictures, and then his boys were commenting on the third one. Oh, triple post. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, he's whipped. He's, like, in over his head, blah, blah, blah. And so he's making adjustments, and I get why he would do that. But it's just, if you and I are good why do you have to pretend that we're not or like why do you have to put up a front
0: that he was fronting for his homies to keep his credibility up that's what you're trying to say
1: yeah and I feel like that's immature
0: I would agree um any of my friends listening to this podcast know that we gonna talk shit that's just what we do but real G's and real friends keep it moving right you take you take the you take the tongue lash and you take it in stride right Man, you whip, whatever, dog. You just mad because you ain't got a girl like me. And then you just keep it moving. Now, if you start saying, nah, son, I'm going to hang out with y'all tonight and piss off my girlfriend, that's when I think that peer pressure kind of stuff ruins your relationship. And that is, one, a sign of maturity. And two, that's probably a sign of a lack of commitment, right? Because ultimately, I very much believe you should be able to keep your homies and your girl in in the line like they should you shouldn't be like I choose my girl or my boys and vice versa if you're at that point something's wrong either with the girl or with your boys but for a short term when the guy first starts dating a new girl any real homie knows that he'll probably like drift away a little bit to kind of like build that up with her and then once they get to a more solid place he'll kind of drift back to be like the homie he was right it's just like a natural thing Mm -hmm. Um, all his free time we're not going to sit around and play video games she wants to go do some stuff Hey man, we going to brunch. Brunch? We playing videos. I know, man, but I gotta, I gotta Is do the brunch same thing. With
1: girls too, though.
0: Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I mean, a girl. You, I'm end up,
1: you end up finding a balance after mm. some time too.
0: I can only speak from the guy's perspective, so that's <laughs> why I'm, so I'm happy you're here. I like to have your your input to kind of balance it out. All right, so how do things end with Dex? Because I got, I think people are wondering.
1: So we broke up after maybe close to a year, probably of dating.
0: You did. So it was was it good for most of the year, or was it rocky for? Everybody? It was
1: good, but because he works in um, collegiate sports, mm-hmm. he's a he's a coach. His schedule was off of mine. My schedule. He, like he was always traveling, and we were already doing long distance, so I think that added more pressure to us. And sure. our inability to see each other and then really make more meaningful connections and time to see each other was just difficult. We're I mean, we're still friends. Is it awkward? It's not you know, it wasn't awkward until we hooked up again. <laughs> like it oh, was completely Jesus. fine until we hooked up again and like now I don't wanna hang out with him. Oh. Because, like,
0: because you don't want to hook up with him again.
1: Because I don't want to hook up with
0: him again. That's probably a smart Because idea. I don't do
1: that. So.
0: So what happened the time you did? Were you? I mean,
1: it was good. It was like, it was fun.
0: Was alcohol <clears throat> in the picture?
1: Yeah, alcohol's always in the picture there.
0: Guys, <laughs> well, you can't be around your ex while you're drinking. That's PSA, people. It's gonna go sideways. Book it. It's
1: true. Just it's
0: book so it. True. All All those... I would never. He'll never see me like this, and I look all good, and he's gonna miss out. And then you start drinking, you're like, oh yeah, he is cute. And he is kind of funny. Okay, you coming upstairs? <laughs> I mean, I guess I can. I guess I can come upstairs. It's, it's a mistake. Don't do it. I don't drink, so if I if I relapse, it was a conscious decision. I don't even. I don't have an excuse. I right. <laughs> do what happened. The ginger ale, dog, it got me. Um, it I don't was know. The water. I don't know what they put in this shit. The <laughs> this ain't even real water Alright, so I'm going to ask this question Because I know you a little bit And I don't, I don't know the answer to this question But I, think I have a suspicion Have you ever been, like in your adult life So let's say from 20 to now, 26 Have you ever been dumped Or are you always the person to dump The person you're with
1: No, I've never been dumped
0: Okay, even, why I
1: guess even when I was younger Like before
0: that So why is it that you always end up Dumping the person you're with
1: I think part of that is just me protecting myself, and part of it is because I don't want to be in a relationship if I don't see it progressing to something long-term or permanent, you know, like in the form of marriage.
0: So what are you protecting yourself from? Because that talk is usually reserved for somebody who's been hurt before, but you said you've never really been dumb, so... What are you protecting yourself from?
1: Well, I mean, I've been disrespected, and so I don't want to feel that disrespect on a larger scale with someone who I've been intimate with. I don't, yeah. you know, I've never been, like, cheated on, but if I don't trust someone or if I don't see it being, like, a, a person that I want to be with for the rest of my life, then I just feel like, you know, it's just like a waste of my time.
0: So that that makes sense now at twenty six and with a career, when you were sixteen, seventeen, you're dating and you were breaking up with people. The long term thing couldn't have been the thing driving you because you were still a kid. So what was it then? Was it just uh, I'm gonna dump him before he dumps me? Is that, yeah. is, that, is that Is that too simple or is that like no? I think well?
1: I think that's probably it. Like especially mm. in high school for sure. It's like in high school.
0: Like, hey hey Michelle, can we talk later? Where it's over. <laughs> 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 you Fucking dump and run away.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just it maybe I'm just looking at things almost like pro like relationships, almost like projects or like
0: that's attractive. I gotta tell you, (laughs)
1: that's attractive.
0: No, I'm being facetious. (laughs) That
1: (laughs) that is awful.
0: Yes, I agree, but I can't be like, damn, girl, you fucking up. Not yeah, we're so easing (laughs) into the podcast. Um, see, this is this is my theory, and this is based in some knowing you a little bit, is that. The biggest thing that drives you in relationships, not know the biggest thing, is that one of the main factors is your being in control. God, mm-hmm. I think you're a control freak on a level. I'm not. You're not the worst I've seen. I've seen some impressive ones. <laughs> um, you're, but you're, but you're, but you're up there. Like you, you definitely have like your natural disposition is more reserved, which is control of your emotions, your relationships. You kind of cut off like. I think there's a there's a thing. Even at work, I'm sure like you dress in the most almost Amish like attire at work. <laughs> You've seen
1: me come in here before. I change. I don't
0: know what you're talking about. I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to sound insightful right now. Don't don't tell people. Run my, my husband. Um So I think I think that's. But it all kind of goes to the same thing. Is that like if you're not in control, then you know you're you're not happy, or maybe you just feel that level of vulnerability. You're not really equipped to handle. So what i'm what i'm really trying to get to is what is it that you're trying to keep control of is it how other people will treat you or is it how you will react to being out of control for a prolonged period of time hmm. i
1: don't know i don't know if it's either or it might be both i i definitely like being in control of things but over time i've learned to let competent people or people who are really good in control to take control of things. So I think I just need to be able to trust, I mean, I'm thinking work right now, like trust other people to handle whatever business or meeting or anything that we have set um, if they're competent and I trust them in their work in a relationship I would say it's just me afraid of losing control if I'm really honest. I think I'm just I appreciate freak. you
0: for now being really honest. <laughs> I guess the rest of the time she was also I wasn't honest before, but let's just get really honest for a second. Because I, I think cuz I want to like I want to get to the, the crux of it cuz I still feel like we're talking around it a little bit. Okay. And so we'll even go go deeper. What is it that you think would happen if you lost control, right because there has to be some doomsday scenario in your brain, like if I just like let go and just kind of set it all free and let my like him just let it ride that x, y, and z would happen, and maybe i won 't be able to come back from it so what is what's what is it that's like you have a governor in your relationship that's inhibiting what your full capacity can be, what is it that's making you say this is the right course of action to take it it's not a new phenomenon you didn't just develop this after this guy from San Diego you said this has kind of been who you are so
1: I don't know I, I think I'm also governed by like the thought of how people think of me too and my family and friends or just people in general in the type of person I should be with or would be best for me and
0: how do you think people think of you i'm trying to
1: well i mean like when i'm talking to my mom for example which maybe is not the best example but she (laughs) (laughs) she has you know like these ideas of what the person i should be with should do or should look like and you know she's been accepting of like all of the guys that i've introduced to her the which squatter not, guys which, which are not a lot <laughs> are not dude. a lot sure. I know it's
0: another guy mom it's Tuesday get over it
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes they do share some like just the funny dating and just oh, yeah. the funny interactions with guys and she's always just now she's just like laughing at me at this point
0: it's <laughs> because she's older now and her standards have dropped a little bit <laughs> two years ago she's like you better not bring him home
1: unfortunately <laughs>
0: that happens with parents they get old and they, just, they stop caring <laughs> alright you can bring that guy home
1: yes <laughs> That's what happens.
0: You start giggling, podcasts, You get thrown off. You're saying um, your mom has standards for who you, she thinks you should be with and what he should do, and you know you've brought guys home, and I guess she's not accepting of all of them or. She well,
1: she work. she's been she's been nice, but I don't. I think she just is waiting for somebody. That I actually like, really like, or re- uh, that I love, and maybe I just haven't. I really just haven't met anyone like that.
0: That's fair. You're yeah. not. You're not old. I mean. No,
1: I'm not. But I feel like I'm old.
0: You have an old soul. <laughs> and I think you. I think you. I
1: feel old. I feel like I should be in a meaningful relationship by now. Is but that based like, on
0: where you are in your career? You feel like your relationship should match your career.
1: Um, yeah, you're probably right on that one.
0: Thank you for Got one. <laughs> yeah. Ding. You're probably
1: right on 20 that 20 minutes
0: into the podcast, I finally got one. I feel <laughs> winning, baby. You can. <laughs> It's a hell of a hit percentage.
1: One for you, zero for me, so that's good. <laughs>
0: no, we're all winning right now because you're talking through some. Like, I don't think most people think, like, I think you'd be an intellectual on some level, right? Like, I know you're a deep thinker, at least to a certain degree. But when it comes to, like, introspection, there, there tends to be a a limit like you'll think all right what happened in this past relationship what could got done differently blah 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 and then at some point it'll be more like what i do wrong and what can i do better going forward and then we kind of move on but i think it's usually more to get to but maybe it's painful or just uncomfortable and yeah. if you don't like pain in relationships i doubt you like emotional pain in general <laughs> and so the idea of i'm gonna go really deep to the really that the recesses of my soul and psyche and try to Glean some kind of truth in there I think it's that's un, unbecoming of what you are yes. and so I think I'm asking you these questions because I know that you won't ask yourself these questions and I'm hoping that now that the light's been shining in the dark it's like oh shit I gotta <laughs> I gotta talk about what, what's in there yeah I
1: appreciate it
0: well listen this is what I do for the people but we
1: still ain't getting to the <laughs> issue
0: because I, you still haven't given me a, like that that doomsday thing are you afraid that you're gonna be with someone and marry someone that your family and friends don't accept? I
1: don't know. I think if they ever... If I ever got to a place with someone where we were together and engaged and married, that they would have already passed that kind of test
0: Mm.
1: with my friends and family. It's
0: a nice assumption. I I hope that's true. (laughs) (laughs) There are some people who marry right now and say, I'm not going to your mom's house. Never. It's like, but I love you, though. Because I still, because we still haven't gotten to, like, what the trigger is, right? You're telling me all the, you're giving me the symptoms, but you're not giving me the disease. Well, I don't right? know. Well, that's what I'm, I'm, we're working on it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we're not done
1: yet. Okay, good. Because I'm trying to
0: figure out, maybe I'm, I may not be asking the right question or the right way to try to get to that answer, but that's what my pursuit is. Because mm-hmm. if we can find out what the cause of the disease is, then maybe we can work on, Now, you may find out what that cause is and just not give a fuck and be like, this is my life going forward. Yeah. But because you're a thinking person, um, I think if you found, oh, I didn't realize that's what was holding me back, you would adjust on some level within margins. People tend to act on the margins. You're not going to go from cool, calm, and collected Michelle to, I'm out in these streets, baby, what'd it do? (laughs) I thought you didn't get to that point. But the truest version maybe the most... An advantageous version of yourself is probably a little less of what you are now, more towards the middle, because you're on the fringes of, t- of terms of um, conservativeness, I guess. So maybe if you were slightly less in control, then you can allow someone to actually impress you enough to be worthy enough to hold your hand, and you bring it home, Mom, this is Jake. It's like, how are you kisses her hand, brings her a rose, oh my whatever? God, that's
1: so awkward because my brother's name is
0: Jake. So. That's super <laughs> awkward. I didn't even know that. That's how that's how good I am on this podcast that I got even names right. I just I was watching Scandal and
1: I love that show. It's
0: a tremendous show. And I'm I super, I'm super sad as me last season, but whatever. I know. she's whatever. good in that. She goes hard in the paint. Um, I like Carrie, that's my girl. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes. she ever hears this, put me on your, your next show. I know you got you nine in the put, works. He,
1: she should put you in one of her shows. That's what I've been saying for the
0: <laughs> Ever since I saw Grey's now I mean, I'm like, man, I could be a doctor. You put me in there, I throw the coat on, right on right now. I can, I throw the coat on right now. No, I don't know about doctor. Maybe like, I think it with murder. That
1: could yeah. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, you gotta get right with
1: Netflix
0: now. You're right. I gotta figure it out. But we still are off topic, so we gotta get back. See, you're trying to. You're good at. You're very evasive. I'm, I'm
1: good at
0: uh, not talking about yeah, my feelings. I know you're not. <laughs> we got the record on the podcast. That's not what you're about. So I'm going to go back to the, the scenario. All right, let's go through this thought experiment because maybe this will get us to the right place. Let's say, give me the typical trajectory of your relationship so far. You've been in, let's say, let's say you've been in two or three significant relationships. Mm-hmm. How have they, I mean, the interaction between you and a guy, like, kind of walk me through how they've gone and then kind of how they ended. You don't have to go into details. Like, you can be, like, how'd you meet? Like, who initiated? And then even the, the, the ebb and flow. Like, was he, like, a manly man? Or were you kind of in control? Or was he, like, submissive? Like, the, the relationship dynamics. So we can kind of, like...
1: So the last two guys, like, my last two exes, mm. um, one was more in control... And I actually felt, like, uncomfortable in some some moments because he would not, like, bend to some of the things that, like, I wanted him to do or wanted us to do. Um, That could be just, like, a small thing with, like, dinner or something, which obviously I'm not that uncomfortable with. That's fine. But or something more like, you know, opening up, talking about our feelings and progressing emotionally. Together.
0: But it's something you don't want to do anyway.
1: Yeah, but in a relationship that's important.
0: Even bad. though you don't want to do it.
1: No, I don't want to do it. We both need to do it. So, um, he... Yeah, so he wouldn't bend on a lot of the things that, like, I felt were more important or just me saying it. And then the other relationship, he was actually so submissive that I it drove me crazy. Like, it's the reason why I broke up because he... I felt like he literally would have done anything.
0: So I hard, ask, please.
1: So yeah, it's difficult, right? Like, I also want my partner to be like assertive and know who he is right. and confident. But then I also need to <laughs> be in control. What is that?
0: Now the truth comes out. <laughs> I let you go because I wanted you to hear the words come out your mouth and. The scowl on the faces of America as you're talking, like, I don't know if I like Michelle anymore. <laughs>
1: Damn, that's okay.
0: But, yeah, but I needed you to talk through it because I need you to hear the absurdity kind of in it. Because that's what is lost. It seems like, that when I, we started this by saying, What's your checklist? And you're like, yeah. I'm not asking too much, this and that. And as we start talking through it, it's like, Yeah, I want you to be mostly submissive so I'm in control, but still be a man sometimes. And I really like when you're a man, but only about the things that I really don't want to be in control about anyway. <laughs> And, so, and then you start getting into like the minutia of what it is and it's yeah. like I didn't realize it was that you have a disease alright let's just call it
1: <laughs> oh you finally diagnosed
0: it we got it took us I some time you to already get there knew. I didn't know it was this far gone <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were in the first I thought it was like level one but I'm gonna need to quarantine you <laughs> cancel my four o'clock cause this guy has gotten real but alright so now we're getting to some level of truth alright there's there's And this is my basic belief. I haven't gotten into this on the podcast, but I will one day, about how I believe um, I categorize women on some level based on how you should approach them if you wanted to date them. And all the the guys I talk to know about this. Um, I don't want to get into it too much right now, but dominant women tend to be controlling women as well, right? And so the way to typically attract a controlling woman is to also be what she is, but, like, an advanced version of that. But what that does is, one, it puts them kind of, like, in a submissive place, but it's not necessarily a long-term thing because they're constantly trying to vie for the position that, I guess, you have as the more dominant person. And so what happens is it gets actually kind of combative, but at some point someone has to relinquish, or else you guys don't have anything. Right. And what you don't want to do is be a guy that comes at you, like I guess your ex or ex before the ex, who's just like, who puts you on a pedestal so high because on some level that feels good because you're very much in control. You run the show. But no, I don't think women always want to be in control. And I actually think most women actually don't want to be, they want to do what they do and not feel like they're being infringed on by their guy. Right. But they like a guy saying, hey, I made us reservations at this restaurant. And it's like, oh. Thank you for taking the initiative And doing that Instead of yeah, nice. Babe where do you want to eat I don't know Where do you want to eat I don't know And it's like
1: Anywhere you want no. Right
0: It's like hey we're going to the spot Or whatever And it's like You don't want to feel like They're like your boss But you do want to feel like Like they're They're, they're driving The ship Or they're flying the plane yeah. and, you're, and you're their co-pilot You're right there next to them but if he's like, "Hey, um, you think we can make it through these clouds? I don't think we can make this. Like, oh, this guy doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> sit on, sit, sit over here. I'm taking over the shit. You don't want that. Yeah,
1: no, I don't
0: want that. But I think part of you does want that, and that's the problem. That's the, that's the issue. Like, you're there's a dichotomy between you and I want the guy to fly a plane and me to be his co-pilot, but I also want top billing, and I want to be the <laughs> <a> pilot. <laughs> and so, and so you, and so you have to compromise one of those two. And this is this is we get to the crux of your, your." personality is one of those is going to win out because they can't coexist and as long right now you being a pilot is what's won out if those two entities are fighting Mm -hmm. but you I don't think you've allowed yourself to be a co-pilot that could be for a number of reasons one you may not have met a guy worthy of being a pilot yeah where you feel good enough about being a co-pilot that can be very easily you're 26 right now so it could also be when you met someone who could be a pilot it was that to your your pilot instincts were like no fuck that I'm gonna be the pilot and it was like and you got it went the other way. I
1: think that's usually my reaction.
0: Well, it could be, <laughs> it could be, and so going forward, you're listen your house is divided, right? Mm-hmm. Like your internal house, and this is a, I think it's a, it's a biblical verse. I'm not even sure what the verses are, but it's like a house divided can't stand, right? Because it's it's fractured from the inside. So if you're fractured in terms of your psyche about how you want a guy to be in your life and how your relationship is going to go that your relationships are destined to fail because you're always fighting yourself you want that person to be all in and mature and committed and yada yada, yada. when within yourself you're not all those things and that's where we kind of get into some some fun shit yeah I agree okay I was, I was hoping for more <laughs> <laughs> no Ooh. you're right
1: you're right yeah I mean I but it it also happens like people are not so simple people are complex and always evolving and you know i
0: i just feel like uh, i apologize you how have you evolved in the last in terms of your own individual emotional i think emotional vulnerability is the number one impediment to your relationships theirs or yours and maybe a combination of two Mm -hmm. so emotionally how have you evolved from 21 to now Because those are are really big development years. Like, you got out of college initially. You went to grad school. But let's say from entering college to out of college, let's say 18 to 26. Yeah. How have you evolved emotionally?
1: Emotionally, I would say I'm still really guarded and protected. I only share with, like, my really close friends and family. In America. In America. (laughs) And, uh... And, you know, like, it takes me a while to be really open and honest with my deepest, like, fears and vulnerabilities. I still
0: know your deepest fears. I feel like we haven't gotten to that part yet. I know the lack of vulnerability. Is that your fear? That you're going to be seen as vulnerable? Um, and that somebody's going to hurt you? Mm,
1: I mean, I don't want to be hurt. I don't think anyone wants to be hurt. No. But probably, like, that, you know, my deepest fear... In general, or in relationships?
0: We we'll go relationships. I think that's where the, that's where the meat. This discussion is going. Yeah. So,
1: um, I don't know. Wouldn't it be so scary to like commit in a relationship and then you just like wake up and you're completely unhappy? Like I just I, that seems like a movie. Like that. What that's what happens in a movie.
0: Sure. I was gonna say that sounds um not as undoable, like, but also I feel like.
1: For I mean, you to get to that
0: point... You have that to that's sleepwalk
1: through your life. I mean, that's not really how I am. But So maybe it's an irrational fear, but...
0: Just that's to, what we're getting to. Yeah. Just, reason, but yeah. Just
1: to, or, like, I would hate to be cheated on, but I've never been cheated on. I feel like the first fear, like I was saying, just to realize that you're not happy.
0: i ask you now. Are you happy now with your relationships?
1: Um, with my...
0: Relationships. I know you're happy with your work on some level. You're always striving to do more, but... Like this is this is, this is where this is where I fall on this, and I guess maybe this can guide you a little bit. Um, I think generally guys are less vulnerable, and women's pursuit is to make them more vulnerable because the more vulnerable you are, it leads to deeper connection. Yeah. Connection is the lifeblood of how we live as yeah. humans. It's what we strive for. That's why your friends and family and like someone can't be your best friend if they can't say something that really like fucks you up. If your best friend is the only thing about you, that's not your best friend. Yeah. That's somebody you just roll with your best friend knows your ins and outs, they know how to make you have this and that, this and that. And that's because they have seen you at your best and your worst. If somebody's seen you throwing up and drunk in the backseat of a car and nurse you back to health, that's, as, that's I guess, physically as low as it kind of gets at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But if someone only sees you as a teacher or sees you as like a professional person, they don't know that side of you, so they, they put you on a pedestal on that level. But they don't know the depth of who you are. So. Emotionally, if you don't allow yourself to be really vulnerable, then you never really allow yourself to connect to somebody. And I think that connection is the worst double-edged sword. Because that connection means you can, bond, you can build a bond, that is the most amazing mm-hmm. thing in the world, you guys fly and you become whatever power couple you want to be. Right. But just like a good friend or a good family member, that person has the power to hurt you. And if you're not willing to relinquish that level of control to roll that emotional dice, then you'll never really build anything with anybody. And you'll always be... Essentially, you have a, a wall in front of your heart. And it makes it really hard for people to get in. But it really makes it, it, makes it hard for you to get out, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And yeah. so that's the, that's the balance. It's, you run the risk of being hurt. But if you never... like I, I, You say you've been in love before. And even to that end, I'm, I'm questioning that on some level mm-hmm. because of how lack of emotional you tend to want to be. Right, so I think you you may have loved aspects of the person you've been with, you maybe even loved the fact that you guys were a good couple on some level. But I don't know if you loved deep enough to really like claim that love. And I know know any of your exes, so this is not like I talked to Jake. He said, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know any of your exes. But I know when you when you hit that point where you feel safe being in a vulnerable state with somebody, it's a different feeling that you can't really, you know touch i don't know if it's like the chemicals the oxytocin and all that good shit i don't know if Mm -hmm. it's all that part of it or if it's just like the i don't know the comfort of you're gonna see me my makeup off you're gonna see me my hair down you're gonna see me struggling you're gonna see me cry and i'm not gonna like shield my face from you or run to the other room Mm -hmm. like that's that's missing because you haven't gotten to that point yet it's hard to know what that would feel like maybe the fear is that you'll feel that and then it won't be enough for you or you won't like it or something
1: I just haven't trusted anyone enough to, to get there with them. I think that's a big thing. Like I, I mean, I have really deep and close friendships, like with my girlfriends, and and even with my brother. Right. You know, like we're we're actually really close. We he's like one of my closest friends, um, but like in a relationship, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not willing to go
0: there with anyone I mean I think it's history has shown that you're not
1: Yeah.
0: so that's not, I don't care about I guess that part of it, that's not really the question the question is would the benefits outweigh the cost? everything to me is a cost benefit analysis on some level right, do I go to grad school and pay this much money getting debt to come out and make nothing like you wouldn't go to grad school and come out and be like a police officer because mm-hmm. the amount that it doesn't pay as hell but you, you will go to medical school rack up thousands of dollars in debt, and then when you come out, you'll be making this much money. Right. This relational thing, I think you care more about being in control than you do about being in a good relationship, and those are the two things that are battling. When you're ready to be in a good relationship, I think you'll have to like, look in the mirror and say, let's say six months into it, you've met a guy, you guys have been talking or whatever, and up to that point, he hasn't betrayed anything. He hasn't done anything to make you feel like I can't trust this guy. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you have to make a decision. And it may, it's an intrinsic one. You don't have to say, alright, you're gonna be the guy I decided <laughs> to love. Just don't be weird about it. I say, said, what the fuck this is this great? Um, but, <laughs> but it's gonna be a decision you have to make where normally you stop yourself. It's like that little, that little end of the road. And yeah. you just say, I'm taking the next step. And it's gonna be small. It won't be like you know, you won't confess your soul to him. But you'll take a small step and if you're not betrayed again, you take another step. And then the next thing you know, you're on a path you haven't traveled before. And then, who knows? You may only get 20 steps in that path before you get hurt, but you've gone 20 steps further than you went before. And now you're like, okay, wow. I should, like, let a guy... Like, I know girls who don't let guys spend the night, ever. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'll go to your house, and I'm getting up and leaving, and that's the way it always is. And the guys like, can I come over? Nope. I'll allow guys in my house, and that's their th- And that's the control thing. <laughs> and then the one time that it's like hey, what are you doing tomorrow night? You want to come over for, like, dinner. Even if he doesn't spend the night. The mm-hmm. fact that you just let him come over to the house is, like, that first step into that vulnerable state. Yeah. And then maybe you guys, you he says, hey, no, next time I'll cook for you at your place. Just tell me what you want, I'll pick up the groceries. Like, okay, cool. Then a few more times, it's like, you're watching a movie and it's midnight, and it's like, damn, it's getting late. And it's like, yeah, I don't know, you want to just, you can crash here if you want. And then you just keep going. Now, who knows where that goes? It can, it can, it can go a number of different ways and go really poorly for you. But it's it's little steps. And my call to action for you is be open to the little steps. I think you're thinking of the end game where it can go wrong because it can obviously go wrong. Yeah. But this the process of most things is what makes it. Every relationship ends with a breakup or a death, right? If you really want to like get yeah, fatalistic that's, about that's it, right? True. That's the that's that truth of it. Mm-hmm. So if you think Man, I love this person so much. i my life with you. Oh wait, one of us is gonna die at some point, right? Like, if you thought it that way, there'd be no point in ever being in a relationship. Because, yeah. but that journey of being together and that life you weave and you live is what makes it worthwhile. And so, just like the process of becoming vulnerable and getting close to someone, that's what the relationship is, not the oh we broke up thing.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree with you. I'm just like I'm so goal oriented, and I I see the benefit of the process. When I reach my goal, <laughs> but I um, hear I hear what you're saying. Like I more I retroactive, to,
0: like, yeah, Fine. exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I see the benefit of the process. If it if we actually meet, like what we intended to meet.
0: So let me ask you this: How can you reach your goal relationally if you don't go? If you don't even engage in the process, how can you reach your goal in no, relationships? I, can't. I
1: mean, I can't. And eventually, like you're saying, I will have to vulnerable and give up some control. I mean I need to be able to trust that someone's not gonna fuck me over well, <laughs> and listen. break my heart or, the, or he, that yeah. people, you know, deserve to know who I am and in my entirety instead of this nice little
0: facade. Like whatever here, there, yeah.
1: yeah. Protected gate. You, know
0: you know what's funny is that the thing you don't want in an actor or someone who's in the industry is actually how you kind of live your life relationally. Yeah. And the hypocrisy in that is ironic and beautiful. <laughs> it, should be, it should be a movie.
1: Wow. Thanks for, you know, highlighting that.
0: This is what we're here for.
1: Ouch.
0: <laughs> it has to hurt because people don't change until they, this is, I have a theory on change and I've said this to the podcast before. I don't think people change until they hit some level of rock bottom and it's because we're dispose and go with the status quo homeostasis is what our body leans for and the status quo is what we mostly go for you're an anomaly because you're aspiring for more in most aspects of your life yet somehow in your relationships you've allowed that to not want to advance while you advance the other part of your life which in and of itself is incompatible with what your personality normally dictates
1: yeah and it's irritating me
0: but not enough that's yeah. the problem you haven't hit you haven't hit relational rock bottom yet and so you haven't changed You've had, oh, this is going well for a little bit. Well, it's probably going to break up anyway. And so you just break up and keep moving. He probably wasn't the right guy for me. Oh, this is going really well. Nah, it wasn't going to work out. and they so you weren't
1: the right guys for me.
0: Listen, that may be true, but it doesn't mean you acted correctly in what you did. Yeah, you didn't. maybe. It didn't end well.
1: But, no, it didn't.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is I believe in being consistent and compatible with what you say. So if you're a woman that says, I want to be respected. Let's say that's, like your, that's your premise of life. I want to be respected but you're with a guy who doesn't respect you, if you, something has to change, either you don't really want to be respected or you got to change that relationship with the guy. Yeah. If you want to evolve, what you speak about, if you want to grow, what you speak about, if you want to aspire for more, and then on this level, you've done none of those three things, <laughs> and this is, a, this is maybe the most significant part of what your life is, yeah. then what's, this? some, the incompatibility is, is stark. And We have to figure out, if, from what I can tell, you haven't hit a low enough low relationally Like you're not sad enough or you haven't been hurt enough or you haven't, it hasn't hit that level where you feel like, okay, this, my way is not working. I think you're still stubborn enough to think you can do what you do and find a guy you're looking for. (laughs) That's what I think this is. I think
1: you're right. I think you're right. But I mean, like what, what would I change? Like how am I, what dating habits would I change or what?
0: It may not even be the, the habit. You know what it is? You know how Alcoholics Anonymous, the first thing you have to admit, you have a problem?
1: Yeah.
0: Can you, in front of the millions, millions of the podcast fans, admit that you have a control problem and that you have a, a vulnerability problem?
1: I, would, I will say I have a vulnerability problem. I'm not going to say I have a control
0: problem. Right? The irony is, is dripping off of the mic right now. Is. <laughs> This is like a this is like a, a peach. It'll be it'll be like running down the chin. I just had one of those
1: today. They were good.
0: Not bad. I'm having one right now on this podcast. <laughs> I'm having I'm having an emotional peach. Oh well, yeah, I mean, can you like can you like, I'll throw you an olive branch? Can you admit you have a control issue in regards to relationships? Maybe not in life.
1: Yeah.
0: I gotta hear the words.
1: What? you I gotta say
0: it. You have to say it. Hey,
1: you're killing me. I am. <laughs> Okay, I got a control
0: problem <laughs> in relationships. Oh, good, That's great.
1: Well, that was hard. I
0: never pulled a tooth before out of a Jeez. baby, but I feel like if you had to pull a tooth, <laughs> sit still, I'm get the.
1: <laughs> like, that was hard. It was hard. Yeah.
0: So you said well, what steps you have to take? You just took a step, or two? I guess you said two phrases. You took two steps, and so now that you've acknowledged that point, it's not a problem if there's no solution for it, right? So the solution is. All right. In what areas am I too controlling? Like so maybe I'm, you know, I'm I'm not willing to be vulnerable enough. So it's it's little steps. It's little things. Like I don't know some aspects of your life because we're not that close to that level. But when you're with someone and they're they're like kind of they're they're doing everything right. They're doing their part. The person, the guy you're with is yada yada yada. It's just uh, I, if you're thinking, should I tell them this or would that be too much? Just say I'm just gonna tell them. And see what he does with it. Now, he may be like, oh, you may be like, oh, damn it, I told him and it hurt me. But you'll find that what you now have is context. And so I'm going to relate this to your previous relationship. You had a relationship that was long before with your ex or before the ex. And then when you guys tried the long distance thing, he didn't have that background. So he had no experience. He had no context for it. So when push came to shove, he had nothing to fall back on. He was like immature or whatever. You knew I've been in relationships before. I know the ebbs and flows of them. I know how this goes. You can't know how to react in vulnerable situations until you do them, and that means at some point it's going to go well and at some point it's not going to go well. Yeah. It really just depends on how deep the vulnerability is. So you have to just get acquainted with the feeling of putting it out there. It's like a tweet to make it even more cute. You put a tweet out, some let's say it's kind of controversial tweet. I believe women should be da-da-da, and you put it out there. You don't know how it's gonna be received, right? But if you got just torrential backlash, it's like, just like that program, went right now. And you're like, okay, cool. You may either one, not tweet ever again, or yeah. two, just double down and keep tweeting. Yeah. Right, you really do have those two options. Some people just say, so you may be vulnerable, then the guy may not respond the way you want him to. Yeah. You can say, okay, fuck him, don't be vulnerable, never again. Or, damn, that hurt. And then like a day or two goes by and you're like, but I'm all right, okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, and then yeah. you try it again, and maybe you're not you're rewarded next time, and then you kind of go from there, and hopefully the, the, people tend to be vulnerable as a, um, a mirroring kind of thing. So you will say something vulnerable to me, and then I reciprocate, and then you feel connected to me because I'm being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and then that thing you so you're asking these guys you dated to be vulnerable, but you didn't want to be vulnerable, which is ridiculous, but <laughs> but if you if you're vulnerable,
1: I'm vulnerable, which sure you is were. That? Things,
0: things that you can control, things yeah. up to point, things that couldn't hurt you, sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's not
0: how vulnerability works. But that's not how it works. But um, <laughs> it worked
1: then.
0: <laughs> did it? Because you're, you're single now, so let's, let's just be hunted by it. <laughs> and so you say something vulnerable, and then they reciprocate. And then that's that, that reciprocity is what makes relationships really grow and become something special. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go back and forth. And at a certain point, maybe he'll stop confiding. He'll kind of lock down and kind of stonewall, and then maybe you do the same. But you built up all that vulnerable equity. And then it may implode or maybe something really good. But those are the steps that you have to take. You made the first two steps. Now I'm going to give you a high five because I'm proud of you. Ooh, it, was, it was really hard to get that control out. That was... Like, y'all couldn't see her face? and like she had eaten, like, 11 <laughs> lemons. Like, I got... Really like, it looked... <laughs> brutal. Like, if I took a picture and said tag this, they'd be like, damn, what should you eat? <laughs> Nothing. She had to eat her words. It was bad. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm, Even worse yeah. than lemons, for sure.
0: Lemons are delicious. I'm a fan. <laughs> but, I think we got some stuff we can work on going forward. Um, do you have any questions or comments before I let you go leave this room and go take a cold shower because you feel disgusting after <laughs> being this vulnerable to all these people you don't know?
1: No, thank you. Thank you for, uh, Helping me figure out, you know, the change that I need to make in the in the future a, you can make you can start making it now. Well, I'm not in a relationship now, right. but
0: I mean, but the, maybe the, we'll
1: find uh, Mr. Right soon.
0: Sure, but the changes start with you, though. Yeah, like exactly. the first steps were you admitting in front of all the millions,
1: hey, the millions,
0: of <laughs> the podcast listeners, what you're, what, what you're going through, and it's like, and it was hard. Your body language closed up. You folded your arms. You <laughs> you stopped moving. It got it was. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so rocking.
0: Okay. Yeah, now you are. I'm but so now rockin'. when you said it, you were like, I got to say it. <laughs> but you got it out. And so I'm proud of you for this, taking this first step.
1: Hey, now At
0: the very least, you made a vulnerable step. I don't know how many more you're going to take going forward. I guess it's predicated on the guys you meet. But you've taken the first step. Not that the world didn't end. I didn't laugh at you. The millions of fans didn't laugh at you. I'm going to just keep saying millions of fans until I get them. This is... <laughs> It's going to
1: happen, trust me. I'm
0: putting them in the universe right now. They're millions and millions. Um, but the world did not it. Like, it was uncomfortable. But then now you have a deeper understanding of yourself a little bit. And it's like, all right, now what can I do in that uncomfortable state? And that's grow and be a better version of myself. I don't want to see 27-year-old Michelle mm-hmm. juxtaposed with this 26 version and y'all are the same person. <laughs> oh, my God, are you still wearing those pants? I I don't <laughs> I don't want that. So... If we do this again in life, let's say a few months from now, I want to hear about some growth, and then people want to hear about it too.
1: Yeah, and you will. All right, about that's
0: that. a, that's a declaration. I'm about that vulnerable life. I'm about that <laughs> V about life. That growth. Oh, okay. Well, you can't grow without okay. It's all the same stuff. It's it's semantics. <laughs> I'm about that V life. Say grow, but it's just cool to put it with V. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been an enlightening podcast with my girl michelle hope you guys enjoyed it hit me up on social media at sexy comedy on instagram and twitter as well and facebook at chris kane if you have any questions inbox me dm me and maybe i'll answer them on the show thank you guys for listening have a good week deuces